0: Hey, Business Building Warrior, I have an episode for you today with a guest who'll be on shortly who's built an amazing business using the stuff that we teach around here, the Proven Amazon course, the Replan strategy that you've heard so many times talked about on this program. Her name's Maria O'Connor, and along with her parents, they have a small warehouse. They've been in e-commerce for a long time, but they've had to pivot many times, as you'll hear in her story. They used to sell, for example, sports apparel, you know, like NFL and the the, the major sports teams. And, and they had the opportunity to do that for a while. And then some big company came along and shut all that down. Suddenly they were left asking, okay, what's next? And she shares in her story today, what they did next, where they went next, and the role that this community has played. She's a coaching student in our program, has been for many years. And part of what makes me so excited to share this story with you today is the fact that I get to brag on our coaching program a little bit. They signed up for coaching several years ago, liked it, benefited from it, took a break from it as things started ramping up in their business. But then when things got difficult, several years later, as you'll hear, we were still there for them. And that's the commitment we make to all of our students. We've been doing this for 18, 19 years now. Once a coaching student, that means you're in. We love you. We're here for you. We can't wait to hear from you again and see how we can help you because we believe in the systems we teach. That's the way it's been for a long time around here. And that's the way it'll continue to be, with God's help, of course. We talk about coaching. Uh, of course, like I said, we talk about uh, her virtual assistant that they hired through our program. It didn't go great at first, as you'll hear towards the end of the show today. The first proven replens VA that they hired, it was okay, but it wasn't great. So we pivoted which is kind of a theme today, the pivot. And we got a different virtual assistant several weeks ago and it's been fantastic. And if you don't know what I'm talking about there, we'll describe more in the program today. But if you go to Proven Replens VA, as in virtual assistant, provenreplensva.com, you can see the virtual assistant program that we have. We train virtual assistants to shop online for you to source profitable items working just for you. So we train a VA to work just for you. They didn't work for us anymore. They work for you and you pay them $4 per hour. We talk about it today and how that can completely change your business as they're finding profitable products while you're sleeping, typically. They're helping build your business. We talk about the online arbitrage sourcing strategies that are so popular around here right now, how much that has changed their life. And they've ramped up very quickly after attending our most recent live event TheProvenConference.com is the website, TheProvenConference.com. Maria, our guest today, attended that event and it really changed her life. And she explains why that is, who she talked to, the conversations she had. She's very much encouraging you as the listener to this program to attend the next time we have one of those live events. We'll have our 11th event in 2023. We're not sure what month, what city, but it's coming. Keep an eye on TheProvenConference.com You can get the videos from our last year's conference there. You can also see, as that site's updated in the near future, where we're going to be next and start to plan around that. So a lot of great lessons today. A lot of things discussed. I think this is one of those episodes that's going to have something for everyone. If you're brand new, I think you'll find this very encouraging, just how robust and stable this model really can be for the long term. And if you've been around a while, you're going to benefit from the lessons that Maria teaches us. And I learned several new things today. I was encouraged. And on a personal note, I was very proud of Maria today because she was pretty hesitant, as are a lot of people. You'd be amazed. you know, Your experience as a listener to this program is you hear a steady string of people sharing their stories, right? Well, you'd be amazed how many people come with a great story to tell, but they just aren't comfortable getting on the microphone, getting on camera, doing it. They don't want to so we don't push or force them to. But if that's you, just let me encourage you as you're listening today and you're thinking, wow, that really is helpful. That's encouraging. I'm glad she said that as you have those moments. And if you're one of our success story students, we'd love to give you the opportunity to play that same role for countless other lives and say things in a certain way that I could never say them. No one else could ever say it. You've got a story to tell. You have challenges you've overcome. Come on our show. Share your journey, share your story, reach out to us. It's not intimidating. It's just you and me talking over a video camera or we can turn the camera off and go audio only if you want. We can go first name only if you want. That's fine. It's all perfectly fine. Some people request that. Sometimes people have jobs and that's an important detail actually. So it's not all that unusual of a request. But tell your story. Maybe it's not on our show, somewhere. People need encouraged. Right now, just the season that we're in as a planet, There's a lot of people hurting and struggling, looking for something that they can believe in and pour their effort into and see a return. That's what we teach all day, every day around here. So share your story with boldness, okay? That's just a little encouragement. Maybe as a guest in our show, we'd love to have you. But that's a fairly long introduction. And I think you're going to really love hearing from our guests. So let's jump over there and hit a couple buttons and get Maria O'Connor on the line. Let's go. So hey, Maria, welcome to the show.
1: Jim, thanks for having me. Super excited.
0: Uh, We're excited to get to know you as well. I can't wait to dive into your story. Let's go.
1: So my dad used to go to storage auctions. It's a family business. And he was doing that before the TV shows came out. He was at an auction one day. Guy next to him started talking about Amazon. At the time, we were only selling on eBay. And he listened to this guy talk all day long, went home, signed up, made an Amazon account. That was probably back in 2006. Okay. He sold his landscaping business in 2007 after 30 years. And we started Amazon full-time. So at the at that time, anything that we were getting from the lockers that could be books, CDs, DVDs, that would all go onto Amazon. And from there, it kind of just started started to take over. We were in our house for a while. Then we heard of ASD took a trip out to Vegas, and started getting into wholesale. I would say 2015, we probably found my silent team. My parents went to a conference. There were two guys that they met that were doing RA at the time.
2: Mm-hmm. And they
1: both had 7 faker businesses. Okay. And they were like, Hey, you're doing a little RA, but if you want to learn more about what's going on and what we're doing... My Silent Team on Facebook, great place to start. And that led us going to our first CES conference at the time in 2015. And from there, we were doing a lot of wholesale at the time. And we were doing liquidations within wholesale. So the suppliers we had, we would get their closeout list directly from them. And that was a huge opportunity for us because... The stuff that we were doing wholesale with them had smaller margins, but it got our foot in the door to get that closeout stuff that they wanted to liquidate. And the margins were just incredible at the time. Overnight, not really overnight, but felt like overnight, three of our main suppliers, our main manufacturers we were working with, all made deals with Fanatics. So, the company. Yes, because it was all licensed NCAA, NFL, MLB apparel.
0: Sports apparel, licensed sports apparel, right. Yes. right. So I've heard for- that's a pretty tough niche. Well, starting about, I don't know, six, five, six years ago, I started here. Man, that's really rough. It used to be a little easier. You could do some business there, but now it's big dogs only in that niche, right?
1: Yeah, that that was our not our entire business, but it probably made up about 85% of our business for six years. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And we did very well with it. But like I said, they came in and said, all right, Fanatics is going to be taking over. You can no longer sell this on Amazon. And we went from those $100,000 months to, oh no, what now? Mm. How do we continue to make money when this is our full-time business? There's three of us. And we kind of did the pivot and went private label, which has had some success, some ups and downs. We've learned the hard way on a few products, but we've done really well on a few products. It just doesn't turn our money fast enough. So if we put up $50,000 for inventory, we don't see that 50,000 back for another year by the time the product gets to us and you launch it and it starts selling it just started not to make as much sense. So fast forward to June of 2022, we started to reevaluate what our business could be or should be because Private Label for us was doing very well during Q4, like everything. But throughout the year it was getting a bit slow and we felt like we were in a rut and OA Simplified Just started popping up in my silent team. And my dad and I started talking, and we decided maybe we should add OA back into our business. So we signed up in June. It started in July. We got ourselves a VA in July as well. I want to say we got the call about the VA, and I jumped on the call and I was like, you know what? We had been a coaching student, but we had never. Finished at the time with our sessions and what we were doing because we started going that other direction. So I asked if we could jump back into coaching with somebody that was completely OA. I've done OA, so it wasn't that I needed help sourcing, but I wanted to learn about a prep center. I had never used inventory lab before, we didn't have a repricer. All of these things that I was so unfamiliar with could probably get by, but I thought it would be really helpful to have support. And within five minutes, your team was on the phone with me, had me hooked back up with a coach, and we kind of jumped back in.
0: I love it. Head well, let me, let me pause you there. I want to keep anyone who's new around here. Maybe this is one of the first few episodes that they've heard. I've got your best interests in the back of my mind as you're listening to this episode and listening to Maria tell her story. I know what questions you have. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to address them because we're using some terminology you may not be familiar with. And I'm just going to get you up to speed here real quick. But I am curious before I do that, Maria, when did you initially sign up for coaching? 2016.
1: 2016.
0: I love that you're bragging on our team a little bit there because as we're recording this, you're talking about June of 2022, which is just a few months ago. Here we are in you know tail end of October 2022 right now. So you sign up for coaching in 2016. You give us a call again after having a few sessions and having a lot of success. Things start to take a dip. Hey, I'm going to call back. And that same day, you're hooked back up with a coach. I'm so proud of the fact that we've built a program that sustained the test of time and 60 to 70 coaches at any given time. And that's how we treat our folks. And I love it. So the team did a great job And that's typical of what we do around here. So thank you for mentioning that. But I do want to go through a few things you mentioned. Just make sure we're not losing anybody in the details of your story. Thinking, oh, I don't know what this is. That's confusing. So I'm just going to get them up to speed and then we're going to pick up where you just left off. Is that okay? Yeah. So you mentioned the ASD event. That is... uh, Actually, if you go back and listen to some of the earlier podcast episodes, I was invited to be the keynote speaker at that event several years ago when this podcast first started. And... It's a large event for wholesalers and buyers and sellers from around the world in Las Vegas, tens of thousands of people. We're not saying, hey, everybody's got to go, but it's a good place to meet other buyers and sellers outside of e-commerce even, typically. Uh, So we do like, you know, typically several people from our community that attends that. It happens a couple times a year. You mentioned one of the struggles you had with private label. And I'm not going to go on my private label rant right now, (laughs) but... It seems to be the only model that's pushed on YouTube. And a lot of people end up in a dead end, spending a lot of money there. And you mentioned one of the challenges that's very rarely mentioned, and that's how fast your money turns over. With the models we teach, especially to newer students, and you're talking about online arbitrage, sourcing products online, you can turn your money over so much faster versus placing a huge order in China and hoping it gets here a few months from now and hoping you can turn it all over within the next year. Those are some of the disadvantages and one of numerous things that make that business model something that we only encourage for more experienced sellers. We typically say 99% of all new Amazon sellers should start off with replins. That's what we teach. The proven Amazon course beginner modules teach that. As you get into the more advanced, we talk about private label. And we also say 95% of all new sellers who start with private label wind up failing miserably. So that's my rant. That's all I'm going to say for now. I've got the facts and data to back all that up. Get into our Facebook group. You'll see plenty of people talking along those lines. We got 70,000 of us there in our free Facebook group, SilentJim.com. You mentioned OA Simplified, our most recent online arbitrage sourcing course, which in early 2023 will be added at no charge to the proven Amazon course collection of modules. For those who didn't know, it's coming. A lot of people paid a lot of money. We're going to hear Maria's story here in just a minute, see how it's going. You mentioned getting a virtual assistant. Did you get that through our team? I did. So you went through the Proven Replens VA program. Yes. Outstanding. I want to get an update on how that's going. But we've served about 400 clients at this point, provenreplensva.com. We give a discount to our coaching students. And that's where we train a virtual assistant on the programs that we teach around here, the strategies that we teach for sourcing inventory. And they show up for work, ready to work for you day one you pay them $4 an hour, which spends like $25 or $30 per hour in the Philippines. And they work hard for you finding new products. I think that's it. I hopefully we haven't left anyone behind. If anyone has questions, jump on our Facebook group. We'll be happy to help you. But I, I did want to spend a couple minutes, Marie, and thank you for your patience, making sure we don't leave any new folks behind.
1: Of course. So after we had started the OA Simplified course, I guess we were coming up to the end of July, and I was driving home. I split my time between New Jersey and Nashville. New Jersey is where my parents are, and we have a warehouse there. I live in Nashville and I work from home when I'm here. So I was driving the 13 hour drive back to Nashville and I listened to your podcast for 13 hours straight.
0: I'm so sorry.
1: And at the time, (laughs) hey, that got me through a 13 hour drive. I wasn't tired. I was excited. Um, I got home. I'm honored. And I felt motivated. Thank you. And I called my dad and I said, hey, We hadn't been to a conference of yours since probably 2016. I think we did 2015, 2016.
0: Yeah, like the third or fourth time we did it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, the conference is actually in Kentucky, which only takes me like two hours to get to it. Mm -hmm. We're advertising it like crazy at the time. And I said, maybe I should go. And my dad said, I strongly encourage you to go, take care of it, buy whatever you need to buy and have a good time that was only two weeks before the conference. At the time, I was having a hard time making buying decisions. So I was going through OA Simplified. I was finding all these leads. Leads were never my problem. My problem was pulling the trigger. So I would compile a list and I would never stop to actually move forward with things that I was finding. So I could have a list of 30 to 50 things And some of those things are no longer available by the time I would go to buy it and just different circumstances. So one of my big things at the conference,
0: and and you're talking the recent conference now, right? Because we've been in Louisville twice. Was that the first time you attended as well? Louisville?
1: No, Didn't uh, you attend, Orlando you said, and Nashville.
0: Orlando. Okay. the Early on. Okay. So the early yeah. ones were Orlando and Nashville. We've done it 10 times. I just want to make sure what point in time we're talking about here. So as you're talking about have, you know, finding products and the event you attended, we're talking about just a few months ago, we were in Louisville, yes. Kentucky. TheProvenConference.com has the videos. That's the event we're talking about. Okay. And that was, I guess, helpful to you.
1: Oh, Absolutely. I actually talked to Leah at one point and who was part of Always Simplified.
0: Yeah, and Jessica and Leah put that course together for us. They're both doing six figures a month.
1: Yeah, and I- Without I ever seeing their inventory. <laughs> how are you buying? Like, what is what does that look like, the process for you? Are you making lists and then you stop at a certain point because everybody talks about the rabbit trails. Mm-hmm. Well, you could go off on a rabbit trail for a very long time before you kind of like stop yourself and decide, okay, I'm moving forward with this. And she kind of just stopped me in the middle of the conversation. She was like, when I find a lead, I buy it. She said, stop making lists. I'm not weighing the difference between one lead or another. If it's good, I buy it. Because when you make a list and then you start going through it again, you're wasting time looking at this lead two, three, four times before you're moving forward with it mm-hmm. when you've already decided it was good. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely a big turning point for me. First two weeks of August, I probably bought 300 pieces of product at the time. Second two weeks of August, 1,500 pieces.
0: Nice. Yeah. So you really ramped up. You, you changed your procedure. And just to be clear, let me see if I can restate what you just said. For clarity's sake, and there's a nice lesson in there that I don't know that we've ever talked about a whole lot here, but the nature of replens. Again, we're searching for underserved listings on Amazon and we're bringing that easily sourced product to that listing. That's the model we teach. That's replens, the Amazon 101 course and then the replens course inside the proven Amazon course collection. That's what we're gonna teach you to do. Once you're good at that, you mentioned bunny trailing. There's a host of ways that you can find profitable inventory, dozens of different strategies you can use. And so you can easily find yourself kind of bouncing around on Amazon and just making a list of ASINs that on my buy day, let's say Friday is buy day, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go buy all these items. What you decided to do based on your conversation with Leah was as I see them, I'm just going to buy them. Right. And that ramped up your purchasing, went from 300 or what would you say per week, two weeks?
2: For two weeks.
0: 300 in two weeks to 1,500 in two weeks, yeah. the following two weeks, just by making that little change of when I see it, I'm going to snag it. I'm not going to have to go back and find it again later. Where did I see this? Right. I love it. That That's a very practical tip.
1: Yeah. It, it also didn't hurt that at the conference was when I found a prep center and we Good had too. a call the week that I got back and I was able to start sending inventory to the prep center as of September 1st, which I was all worried that I wasn't going to hit numbers at the time because of the first two weeks of August. And when I came back and my buying just totally shifted, I was, I kind of thought to myself, oh, maybe I'll be like a little over where I actually was expecting to
0: be. Do you mean the minimum numbers they needed to, yes. to accept you as a client? Yes. Understood. Yeah. For those who don't know what a prep center is, I've described it so many times. Do you mind taking over and telling us what a prep center does and who needs one? Just in your own words.
1: So the reason that we need a prep center, because we do have a warehouse, so that might be confusing to people. Why would they want a prep center? But for us, it frees up our time. There's so many other things that we could be doing. So I'm purchasing everything online and I'm shipping it to the prep center. They receive it they label it, they add it in inventory lab, they do the shipment themselves. I don't even know that a shipment goes out until I look at my Amazon and there's a hundred new products listed. I don't have to worry about it until I see that. Then I go into my repricer and I set all of that up. But I want that so hands-off that we're not tied to our own warehouse. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to have the freedom and run a successful business, not be strapped down to a warehouse and have a team of people that we're in charge of and have to go there every day.
0: Right. Right. Somebody's sick. They're not going to show up. The shipment's not going to get out today. Those are no longer your problems. There's someone who specializes. It's the law of specialization applied to this business model. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: I say frequently, for those who've never heard me say it before, Maria, you've probably heard me say it In any business, you should always be asking yourself, am I the only person that could be doing this right now as you scale? And the beautiful part about this business is if you're doing only the things that only you can do, is there's nothing left on the list as you scale. (laughs) It really isn't. Am I the only one that could put tape on a box? No. Do I have to hire someone and do it here in my own garage or in my own warehouse? Well, no, you don't have to do that. You can pay someone. When you shop online, it's delivered to another state. It's delivered to their warehouse and they manage your inventory for you. You don't ever see it, touch it, smell it, inspect it. They're shipping it in on your behalf. So all those problems are now off your desk. Yes, you're paying someone else to do it. That's why it's vital you understand, build a profitable system first and then begin using a little bit of that margin, those profits to automate your system while freeing up your time. That's the journey. And those are the the systems that we've developed. For those who don't know, how to get a prep center. We've got a free service at prepcenternetwork.com. We don't get paid to run that. It's just a free service for our community. Any prep center is welcome to put their name on the list. It's a really big list that's always growing. And it's all the prep centers that we know about uh, in the U.S. If you live outside the United States, you have to use a prep center because you don't want to deliver your products all the way to your country overseas and then ship them back. You just have them delivered straight to a prep center. That's what allows this this business model to be international is our prep center network. And there's, there's dozens or hundreds of them at this point. Yeah, appreciate that explanation.
1: Yeah, so it's actually exciting because having the prep center allows me to do more buying because it's not falling onto my parents in our warehouse. Right, We have other things going on there and we do sell on eBay, we sell on Walmart, we sell on Etsy. We do merchant fulfill some things, so they already have their hands full, so adding another this o a business model, my idea from the start was a prep center the whole time. And I actually the first month at the prep center, I actually hit over two thousand pieces for the month instead of a thousand. So I was able to knock down to a better rate, and it's it's just so much easier. For me to continue to buy and have that curt, like constant flow of products, mm-hmm. with somebody else doing it and knowing that it's not going to get backed up. They ship my stuff out two times a week, and that's it.
0: Yeah, you're enjoying the benefit of of scaling and automation. Yeah, quite an absolutely. exciting journey, right? Yeah, yeah. Well done, good job. I bet you're glad you attended the event too. <laughs> All these a- connections.
1: And the funny thing is, this year. I've attended a lot of conferences Mm. as a whole, and I decided to go into this conference a little differently than I have any other in the past.
0: Oh, talk me through that. Cool.
1: My problem is normally I go to a conference, and you know how it is. It's information overload. Sure. And you go home and you're like, I have these 10 things that I can implement right away, but where do I start? Because they're all kind of down different paths. Mm Mm-hmm. So my biggest thing was I want to only go to OA sessions, anything having to do with OA Simplified, the proven VAs, even though I already had one, I did a lot of that panel and I wanted to solely focus on that, knowing that I would have the recordings of the other sessions down the road for whenever I would decide that now's the time, but I came out of there. I didn't care if I heard the same thing 10 times. I wanted to hear the same thing 10 times. And I came out and I just feel like this was the most successful conference that I've gone to and been able to implement and truly grow.
0: It sounds like you had intentional conversations as well. Yes. You tracked down the people you wanted to talk to and and had had those chats, right?
1: Yeah. Luckily, before I went to the conference, I had started with a coach, I started with Anastasia, and we only had two sessions before the conference. And I just made it a point to kind of like find her and Mm -hmm. we were able to talk in person. And it was just getting other people's feedback that are doing the same thing you're doing full time. And like I said, I, I understand how to source and find the products. But I don't, I didn't know which sites were going to cancel me and where I could push my limits to. I didn't know those little things. And because I never used Inventory Lab, I didn't know what to do. I didn't realize how easy it was. And even my parents were like, wow, why did we never use this? (laughs) For all that, like we've been selling for forever. It was just never a need for us at the time because we have an inventory system for our warehouse, Private label products, we didn't need Inventory Lab. And at the time, we were creating all of our own listings for that wholesale NCAA stuff because it wasn't even on Amazon. Right. So things have just evolved so much. And it's been a lot of big changes, but welcomed changes.
0: Well, congratulations to you because the the thing that I think could have stopped you would have been... Uh, And I see this happen and it's, it's always tragic. And it's more of a mindset than anything when I see it happening, but basically something works for a while. And so people get so committed and tied in and emotionally attached to that product, that system, that software, that, you know, this is the way we do things. And if they were honest with themselves and they said, is this going to still work 10 years from now? What are the chances of that? What should I be doing about the possibility? This may not work forever, right? That's what we call this multiple income stream, constantly trying, testing, learning, building your network of connections. There's always going to be pivots. But at the point where you kind of drift into that rut and think it's always going to be this way, and you go all in on just one thing, that's when e-commerce can get a little scary because... Whatever's working today, it's going to change a little bit five years or 10 years from now. But if you'll believe guys like me that have been doing it 20 years and many others of us who have been around a while and have seen these changes and these pivots, as long as you're willing to keep learning, keep building relationships with creative people, invest a little bit in your education and the, the quality of the people that you hang out with, there's always ways to pivot. And this skill set is going to take you to incredible places. So you pivoted from being all in on you know, sports apparel, logoed branded sports apparel, along comes a big dog and takes that business from you. Well, you guys could have cashed in your chips and gone and got real jobs, but you didn't. You pivoted, you used that skill set, you did some private label, you didn't like the speed of the turnover of the money there. So you came back to this community that, that had been helpful to you and said, hey, what else is working? Got a coach, few sessions, here you are later putting up what sounds to me like as big or bigger numbers than you've ever had on a consistent basis with less actual work being done by your team locally than ever before. Did I get any of that wrong?
1: Uh, No, absolutely. Uh, The key word would be consistently because we've put up numbers like this before, but never consistently. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been a month after month. And right now we're just, if you looked at our year, it's, it's just that nice step ladder.
2: Yeah. Isn't that a
0: pretty graph?
1: Yeah, it's steps. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely exciting.
0: And we're just now getting into the fun of Q4, as you know, as an experienced e-commerce seller, the next 60 days could be quite exciting. Yeah. And uh, who knows, you know? I mean, it's always good, but sometimes it's just mind-blowing good. Mm-hmm. But the, the nice thing about replens too is once we get into January and February next year, there's really no letdown because you're selling boring items When I say boring, I mean, it's not seasonally related or, you know, hot Q4, hot toy of the year kind of stuff. It's one of our best sellers is a screen door repair kit. (laughs) It's like year round, people are repairing their screens somewhere, apparently, because those things sell well for us. And as they stop selling well for us, there's a million other replens that we can go find. And and we've found a lot of them. Uh, What what types of categories are you guys selling in? I'm curious.
1: Anything that's going to make me money. The only stuff That's that right I answer. stay away from would be grocery and pet food
0: expiration dates. Yes,
1: expiration dates, especially online, you don't, you can't see it. Yeah, and I don't need things being, especially sent to a prep center mm-hmm. and it's expired.
2: Yeah, it hurts also about yeah. paying
1: a prep fee with some of the grocery, as you know,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: lower. Uh, net profit on those items kind of gets cut with a prep fee. There's plenty of other things out there for us to sell. And we're heavier in clothing, shoes, and beauty. But like I said, anything that's going to make me money, I don't care if I know what the product is or not.
0: Right. I'm going to sell it. Yeah, exactly. If it's an underserved listing where the demand is outpacing the number of people who are supplying it at a good price, there you go. Hop on it. Give me an example of some of the ASINs that you're sitting on as far as... I'd like to dive in a little bit to pricing strategy, selling against other sellers. Because sometimes people think, I've got to be the lowest price seller. And if there's too many sellers, I got to stay away. Talk me through some of the listings you're on, maybe with a, with several other sellers where you're making a nice profit and you're not the lowest price. Do you have any examples like that by any chance?
1: Off the top of my head, nothing specifically comes to mind. I do, my repricing strategy is normally just buy box matching. And right. my repricer is also set so that once I have the buy box, it's going to start bringing my price up. Gotcha. There are some products and I, I notice it right away. It'll be like, oh, we sold this for 3 or $4 more than the lowest priced person. I have my min and max set with my strategy. I don't look at it. Right. I know that as long as I'm making, as long as it's at my min, I'm making money, and I'm turning that money. Right. Like I said, that was our biggest thing with a lot of our private label products, which we do still have private label. But I want to be able to turn that money faster. Right. And I'm not. I'm not buying this OA stuff to just send it into Amazon and let it sit.
0: Yep. You want stuff that moves. So, so you've I'll got take a, a Fairly aggressive grower. pricing strategies. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll take a little lower ROI Mm -hmm. in order to turn it, Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes my ROI is twenty five percent, and sometimes my ROI is fifty percent on the same product. Right. Depending on when I order it and how many people are on it at the time.
0: But you've got your.
1: I'll take that.
0: You've got your repricer doing that work for you. Yeah. So the the only point I want I want to make, and I'll, I'll just make it for you know no examples popped into your head, but. For people who are, I would say, who people typically I've been saying, if you haven't sold $10,000 in a single month on Amazon yet, odds are you've got a misconception about what it looks like to find a great ASIN that you can sell against. And a great ASIN oftentimes will be something that's dropping multiple times per month with a lot of sellers on it. You're looking at only the lowest two or three priced sellers thinking, oh, I can't compete with them and you move on. But a lot of times especially if it's dropping meaning if it's selling three to five hundred times a month on a keep a chart it's going kind of dropping you know 40 50 times a month you can jump into the middle of the price pack and stay there and you're gonna sell a good handful per month that's the point I was going to try to make is you don't have to be the lowest price and quite often just because the buy box says hey yeah the buy box is bouncing around 30 29 thirty dollars you know that's that's pretty much the last eight months, that's everything. No, there's plenty of sales that happened for $40 too that may not show up on that graph. If someone's located regionally near a warehouse that has an item that they want quickly, they'll see it in their buy box. Keep it won't notice that, but that one customer will pay more money. And if it's so, it's a fast moving product, you're gonna make a lot of sales at good margins. So that's why I encourage folks, and you may take a look at some of your faster moving ASINs and get a little more aggressive on the pricing and, and pull in some margin as a result. Pay attention to how fast they're moving. The stuff that's moving fast, you've probably got it priced too low is another way to say the same thing. Just you know, keep an eye on that. Uh, but it sounds like you're really dialing this in. You've learned a lot fast. So, so what happens at your warehouse now? You mentioned eBay, Walmart, uh, doing some Facebook Marketplace, moving any big items that way?
1: We don't do any Facebook Marketplace.
0: Mm, you'd love um, it.
1: No, no big items.
0: <laughs> there's There's some serious money to be made there. Uh, for sure, the stuff that just moves fast. You know, if if you're trying to put people to work and justify having a warehouse, that's why I mention it. Is the warehouse still full and hopping just as much as as ever, or is it kind of yeah. slowing down?
1: We don't have any employees. It's just my parents at the warehouse. So,
0: how much room do you guys have? How much space?
1: Three thousand square feet.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Pallet gotcha. racking, floor to ceiling, shelf boxes labeled, all the items labeled within the boxes. We have a picker that we drive around. So it's a very functioning warehouse Mm -hmm. and it's full. We have plenty of inventory in our warehouse. But like I said, the OA stuff is going elsewhere. We have a lot of our private label stuff. We don't send all of it into Amazon at one time. So if we bring in 3000 pieces of something, maybe we send 300 into Amazon right away. Mm -hmm. And then we feed it into Amazon because we have the warehouse. We don't need to pay for the storage at Amazon for those products. Right. We also just discontinued one of our private label products that the beginning half of the year, we did really well with it during COVID. It sold out in two weeks, and that inventory was supposed to last us for the whole year. Now, the problem with that was at the time, we sold out at the end of April. And we have a sourcing agent and we call her up and we're like, Hey, we need another 2000 of these. It can't go into production until the end of July. Wow. So that was into production. And then we had to wait for it to be finished and then get to us. And all of a sudden it was like Q4 of that year. And it it just had a hard time recovering. So the inventory we brought in that we thought we would sell through pretty quickly, Mm -hmm. we had for probably two years. And that's why we decided to discontinue it. The price just wasn't where we were expecting it to be. And of course, towards the end, the price was going up and up and up. And we had already decided like we're walking away from it, but we still, we don't want the warehouse for forever. So hopefully doing the OA stuff, we can kind of scale back with our warehouse sell through what we have and reevaluate them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it sounds very feasible to me that you would do that. And you introduced another challenge with private label that's not discussed very often, but managing your inventory levels, especially if you're relying on an overseas you know, manufacturer and you're ordering a few thousand units at a time, getting that right, it, it's no walk in the park, I should say. It is very yeah. difficult because maintaining your momentum on Amazon is extremely important. An ASIN can be smoking hot, but if you allow it to hit zero inventory, two, three weeks later, you come back and you bring more, let alone three, four, five months later, you bring more inventory to that same ASIN. It's not ranking as well as it used to. No. Amazon likes to reward ASINs that never run out of stock. Yeah. So you, if you err on the other side and you buy way too much of this thing and suddenly it goes out of style or whatever, you've got way too much inventory. It's just hard to manage inventory levels. That's something else that as a third-party reseller you just don't have to worry about other people are concerned with that you're just finding underserved listings Mm -hmm. and bringing a few units to those listings while they're hot and then when they cool down you move on and you've got a few listings maybe you sell at a loss or break even and you move on no emotional attachment whatsoever i love the way you said it if it's profitable we sell it yeah very scalable very systemizable Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Seller Board. This is a very popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? All those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold. How do you track it all? Seller Board is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. You're just finding underserved listings Mm -hmm. and bringing a few units to those listings while they're hot. And then when they cool down, you move on and you've got a few listings. Maybe you sell at a loss or break even and you move on. No emotional attachment whatsoever. I love the way you said it. If it's profitable, we sell it, yeah, very that's scalable, nice. very systemizable.
1: The nice thing is having having our private label background and doing some of these other things in the past, I'm not afraid to test anything mm. with o a. So what's the worst that's going to happen? I'm going to lose a hundred dollars, a couple hundred dollars If the product doesn't work out, I have to liquidate it. We're spending how much bringing other stuff in and we've made big mistakes that these mistakes wouldn't be a big deal. Mm
0: -hmm. And you could
1: move on and you just, you learn from it.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. The private label sellers who have really kind of blown up in a bad way (laughs) and filled their garage with a $30,000 or $50,000 mistake and had to just donate it to Goodwill and write it off for a couple grand they have much thicker skin about what it means to take a risk in business. <laughs> some people come in, it's like, oh no, I paid $20 for this widget and I thought I was gonna sell for 50, but it only sold for 30 and I actually didn't make any money. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's, you're just learning those basic lessons. Put some commas and zeros on those numbers. That's what a, the lessons a lot of people are having to learn before they find this opportunity in this community. So yeah, that, those little stubbing your toe, bumping your head, the risks are so small. So I'm glad you pointed that out. You do have a thick skin. So yeah, okay, we learned a little less and we lost a couple hundred bucks. You know, mm-hmm. you're playing with some significant numbers now and, and you're able to do that. So yeah, congratulations to you guys. I, I'd i love to, uh, to meet your parents sometime. You guys have plans to come to uh, the next event by any chance?
1: Most likely, depending on where it is.
0: Where and when, right? That's the big question yeah. right now. And as of this recording, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, don't. We need to start dialing that in though, because- uh, a lot of people are starting to put some heat on us. Like, hey, we, our 2023 is starting to fill up. What's going on here? Uh, so we'll we'll start the routine again, do our 11th event. <laughs> It'll be somewhere, uh, probably you know, early summer is kind of what we're thinking right now before school gets back in session for those who have kids in school or teachers, that sort of thing, and uh, try to get in before that. But we're not sure, but that's the plan. That's that's all I got for you right now. Yeah, you gotta well, get the committee rolling. The, the
1: nice thing is we have a prep center. so walking away all three of us from the warehouse isn't a big deal at that point,
0: which is nice. That's right. Yeah. you got got an automated business. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. What else is working for you or any other challenges you have? Anything else you want to kick around? I'd I'd love to hear more. I think we're really helping folks piece together in their mind what this business can look like and should look like.
1: Uh, One thing that I have definitely struggled with and I've had to kind of change my mindset are the cancellation emails that I get where the this, where this store will be like, we know you're a reseller and we canceled your order. And I'm like, I ordered six units. You know, I'm a reseller. Like I barely <laughs> ordered anything. Yeah. And I really have to remind myself that there are so many stores that I can order large amounts from and that will let me do it on a continuous basis that I don't need to worry about the two or three that emailed me that week that were like, hey, your order is canceled. Mm -hmm. I just move on. Yeah. And in the beginning, it was really bothering me because I'd be like, oh, but this could be a really good item. Well, it could be, but you can't get your hands on it that way. Mm -hmm. So find, I stick with the stores that I know I can order from and I don't have any issues with. And I go back to those over and over and over again.
0: Well done. You know, I, as, as I was just hearing you talk and describe that process, you know, there, there's a mindset that's needed to sustain in e-commerce. Some people have it, some people don't. I try to teach it, I try to encourage it, but I'm just thinking you could write a book titled Mastering the Pivot, right? I'm like, she should write that book, right? Because that's what it is. It's it's the same basic skill set. You're just saying, okay, that online store doesn't want my business. Okay, we can't sell that brand anymore. Okay, Amazon has a new policy about this type of listing? Okay. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Because the customer demand, that's the thing we got to keep in in front and center, front of mind is customer demand is going nowhere but up. People are buying more stuff than ever online. (laughs) The opportunity is getting bigger. That opportunity is fading. Okay. Where is it getting bigger? Let's pivot over there. As long as you're willing to pivot, using the same basic skill set, finding underserved listings, finding products that you can buy for five and sell for 20, that's the skill set. And once you get that dialed in and you're building systems, willing to pivot, it's a beautiful business model. And, and I'm excited to see where you guys are going next. It's, it's pretty cool. And I love that you found uh, found our podcast and this community is, is kind of helping you get get to where you are now. So I'm proud of your progress. Thank you. Where else do you want to go from here? I, I loved your your thoughts about pivoting away from, you know, if they don't want my business, I'll pivot. It reminds me a little bit of people who source that, you know, certain retailers have a uh, reputation for not liking resellers, right? Like, oh, never go to store. Like Target kind of has that reputation. And, oh, don't go there. for They don't like resellers. Oh, the Target near me doesn't mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bought 50 of the same item plenty of times. And I've talked to the manager and said, hey, can I clear the shelf? And the manager who works today will say, No, we don't sell to resellers. So I'll go back the next day and talk to the different manager. Sure, give you a twenty percent discount, right? It's like you know, don't allow the that first little wall that you run into to convince you that this just doesn't, you know, the oh this store market off your list. Um, Because what I've found too, let's see if you think this is true, Maria. It's the stuff that's just a little harder to reach. The stuff where someone who's willing to give up really easily and walk away from, that's where the opportunities are. So a lot of our best-selling ASINs, for example, is stuff that's a little more difficult to prep. It's, it's a little longer. It's a couple inches longer than the standard where you got to pay a little bit more money or it's just barely heavier than that price point, right? Or it's a little more fragile or you know, there's opportunity everywhere if you reach just a little further than the crowd's willing to reach. Have you yeah, seen some of that?
1: I, I definitely keep that in mind because... There are a lot of brands that people are gated in and they you can no longer get into them. They're restricted. And there are some that I don't even realize but we're ungated. And once I find out that those brands are restricted to new sellers coming in, I'm going to focus on that brand and I'm going to find products because I know there's not as much competition. Sure. Because new sellers can't get in on it. LOL would be like a perfect example. LOL is restricted now. So anybody LOL
0: was, dolls. Yeah. Yes.
1: anybody who was grandfathered in
0: mm-hmm.
1: has access to sell that, but nobody new can come in and apply to get ungated. Right. So little little things like that, I do find myself trying to follow that path. A little less competition. Even things like dishes and stuff. People would be like, oh, like that could break. And I'm like, great, I'll take a chance. And we'll prep that because not as many people want to do something like that because it's a harder item to prep.
0: Right. My, uh, I have a couple of my kids that work frequently. Actually, I got three of them right now. They're in and out of working at our warehouse where we prep, we have a prep center and we prep a lot of our own products still. And, uh, their least favorite. They come home in a bad mood when they had to do a bunch of glass that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I did glass all day, Dad. It was terrible. Like, yeah, welcome to earning a dollar for a living, kids. Right, that's yeah. funny. But yeah, you you really can you can do well in some of those harder to prep. You know, reach a little further, and and there's some advantages. You know, you mentioned some of the advantages to have been around a while. You know, there's you probably approved in some categories you didn't even realize that's sort of thing. There's advantages to being new as well. You know, for example, right now, some of the really experienced Amazon sellers in our community are struggling with this GTIN, UPC issue. And primarily it's hitting those who were in the grocery niche selling against Mm multi-packs that Amazon's kind of cracking down right now. Well, the new sellers are coming in and there's, you know, no disadvantage for them, just Finding great asins, but the the sellers have been around a while. Now maybe twenty percent of their catalog of two thousand asins, they got to go through and purge and clean up and replace and fix. And you know, so coming in new, there's advantages like you don't have to deal with the stuff that the the guys have been around a while. So I love the journey of this. How there's different stages and different challenges. There's always going to be more to learn. There's always going to be times you have to pivot. Um, But the opportunity is huge. Were you guys impacted at all by the the GTIN UPC issues with any of your inventory?
1: We had eighteen asins.
0: Eighteen, out believe of it or
1: not, all standalone beauty products. Nothing mm. was a multi-pack. Mm. They just dropped off. Luckily, we were able to sell through the majority of what we had on those. Right. So maybe only five were actually affected by the time okay. they got pulled off. Of how many total? How many total
0: asins in your entire catalog?
1: Oh, uh, 3,000.
0: You have 3,000. Those aren't all replens though. How many of those would you say yeah. are replens? Approximates, fine.
1: Probably, I'm not as heavy in replens right now. I would say there's probably like 200, but that is only, that's also taking into account ones that I can get on like a sale basis right now. That I normally, anytime uh, this store is running a sale, 30% off, 25% off, whatever the case is, I'm normally able to replenish those. True replens, not based on sales, I probably have like a solid 50.
0: Wow. Okay. So you're doing a lot more of just kind of price comparison sourcing through OA. Yeah. Versus true replens, I mean. It, which to me, you know, a replan. Make sure we're using the same definition. It just means if I sell a few, I can go get a few more and sell them again. I may have to wait for a sale that cycles through every three months. That's still a replan. I just have to time my buying. The replan to me is an item that sells over and over again at a profit.
1: Yeah, I think that my number's only a little low right now because the majority of what I'm bringing in, I haven't had a chance. To replen some of them. Oh, I got you. Maybe the sale hasn't come up again. Okay. I mean, I have that like 250 is probably what I've replanned already. Gotcha. Versus.
0: Gotcha. What I I will be
1: able to maybe in a month or two from now.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. You're ramping up really fast say so you haven't replenished any of them yet, but they will be replans, even though you have to time out the purchase of them. I still count those as replans in my mind, <laughs> just because I, I got to, okay, I, I, I need five more. I got to wait a month for that next sale because they have a rolling every other month, 10% off sale. I'm going to time it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's still a replan. You just have to to monitor when you buy to get your maximum margins. But yeah, you're, you're really focused in. It, it sounds to me you're focused in and moving towards going really heavy replans. And it's interesting to me, the fact that only 18 of your listings were impacted even as as a seller with hundreds or even thousands of different listings that Mm -hmm. you're selling on. Uh, That was our experience as well. I emailed my team here just a few days ago, like how many listings have we seen impacted of our catalog? We got about 2000, maybe 800 to 1000 of those are active, meaning we've sold a unit within the past two to three months. Mm -hmm. And we had two. Wow, so far impacted. So we've been very fortunate, yeah. Uh, that you know, but we see we've. I think the worst case scenarios I've heard are people who were all in on grocery multipacks, and maybe 30, 40 percent of their ace and base got hit with. Uh, and again, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we recorded here a couple of weeks ago in our Facebook group a two hour conversation about this, just to make sure we we're thorough and not just you know brushing past it. In depth conversation and. This was a a free presentation in our Facebook group. One of the conclusions we came to was, hey, if you're impacted by this or if you want to take advantage of the new opportunity that's coming about as as a result of this, get into branded bundles and just start filling some of these gaps because customers are still going looking for these products. But what Amazon did is they went through their catalog and said, if there's an invalid UPC code, barcode associated with a bundle of products or or a multi-pack of products, well, we're going to pull that listing down and wait for the for an appropriate listing to take its place. So basically shot themselves in their own foot a little bit in order to clean up their catalog. And over time, it's going to all come back much cleaner, but huge opportunities there. One of the things that was pointed out on the conversation that we had, for example, was if you've got a list of the ASIMs that have been affected, those are great things to target. Go back and look at the history. If it was dropping 40, 50, 100 times a month on Keepa and it's gone now, there's a lot of people looking for that product right now. Go figure out a way to get that into a bundle or you know, get it into a multi-pack with a proper barcode. Um, a branded bundle is probably the best option there. And uh, you can you can take over where the market kind of dropped the ball. Uh, lots of opportunity, lots of chances to pivot, like we said, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, so- what else?
0: What else is on your mind, Maria? Anything else you can teach us? So you've you've learned a lot along the way. I always learn new things, and you're very experienced. I'm sure there's some some more things you could teach us.
1: Well, I do have a question for you. Let's do it. Based on everybody's business is different. everybody's at different points. At what point do you actually recommend to a new seller, assuming that they are starting with the replen model? Mm -hmm. At what point do you say, hey, now's a good time to add something in versus a little of this, a little of that? Because for us, it was one of those jack-of-all-trades, master of none. Because we had our foot in every lane instead of just focusing on one and getting really, really good at it and then adding something Mm -hmm. else in.
0: I love it and and there is a there's actually a biblical principle that is the foundation of the answer I love to give to that question. So this isn't in gym wisdom, although I have observed it over many years and it holds true not just in our industry but in all businesses and you kind of hit on something there that's that's key. You're far better off specializing than you are kind of being a, you know, a 30% proficient at 100 different things, let's say right? You're far better off specializing. Initially, when you're starting up your business, it's going to feel like you got to get good at a whole bunch of new things. That's any business. That's the period of intense focused effort. I'm not talking about that, where you've got to learn, like, I've never signed up for an Amazon account before. Okay, you got to check that box. I've never done this, never done that. Never hired an accountant before when you get to that stage. Like, there's all these little boxes you check for the first time. But once you're through that stage and you know you've got a viable system, It's Sometimes that same question is asked to me this way, Maria. Jim, you have multiple income streams. Does that feel like running around like a chicken with your head cut off? (laughs) Like All these different things you got going on? No, because you're building systems, building systems, and you specialize in the system you're focused on until you've got it nailed down, and it's profitable, and it's running, and you've got people you trust. Managing that process, and you're doing the parts of it that only you can do. For some people, that may be at a 10,20,000 a month level in sales, and they've brought in a VA now, and they brought in they've got their prep dialed in, and you know, they've, they've hired somebody either in their own garage or someone across the street, or they're using a prep center, but they're starting to dial it in. They're not putting the tape on the boxes anymore. Someone else is doing that. They're starting to offload, and it's still a profitable system. That's the point where uh, it's kind of like that's the point where you start exploring. It's it's kind of like if you've if you've got a good job, sometimes you hear people give the advice. When's the best time to look for a better job? When you have a good job, (laughs) not when you just got fired. That's a little trickier, a little more desperation there, right? So what's the equivalent of getting fired on Amazon? Well, it's them saying, hey, you know all that sports apparel you've been selling for a while? Guess what? There's another company coming in, taking over all sports apparel. So you're fired, basically. right? So when was the best time for you guys to be exploring other streams of income? When you guys were just riding high. When you guys were like, hey, we built a system here. This is great. That's the time to be saying, okay, what if worst case scenario X were to happen? How are we prepared to face that? What would we do if that was our reality? So as you're able to come up for air, you've built systems, you've got things happening, you've Paying people and things are kind of running along, maybe not at 100% efficiency, but 80 to 90% efficiency. When I say that, I mean, like, if you were doing all of it, it would be done perfectly. We assume Mm -hmm. that's not true, but we think we're the best one to do everything, including putting the tape nice and straight on the box. I'm the only one that should ever do that. No, you've, you've finally gotten over yourself and you realize other people can do these things. It's running fairly smoothly. It's a profitable system. Enjoy it, celebrate it, go out for a nice steak dinner, and then set about saying, okay, what if? scenario X, Y, or Z happened? How do we start to to put on other streams of income here? And that's why we've got this process. Our proven Amazon course students see it kind of spelled out. Replans, learn it, love it, embrace it, grow it, systemize it. Now, what's next? Start looking at some branded bundles. Go look at some of those hottest selling replans that are really moving well for you. Let's put them into some branded bundles. Let's get trademarked. Let's get brand registered the Tire Humminbird, which is a service that uh, I have a vested interest in. It's run by folks on our team. I'll make myself a note. I'm not going to go into what it is, but at the point you are ready to start doing some of that stuff, we can help you very inexpensively help you get brand registered trademarked, get your own branded box, start putting some unique stuff in there along with recognized brands for maybe some of your other hot replens. So it's several tributaries, if you will, running into the same river. We're not talking about going and opening up a dog groomer shop and then a donut shop and then a gas station and, you know, and my Amazon business. No, you want all these things kind of feeding on each other. So the circle of relationships that are involved in these, it's similar people, right? So that's the point. Is the point where you kind of come up for air, you celebrate it a little bit, you have built something, and then you've got those branded bundles. Okay, well, let's get more branded bundles. Okay, what's next after that? Well, maybe it's time to start talking to private label. We're kind of learning how the world works here. We're making some connections. Or maybe it's time to become a consultant and start helping other brands get onto Amazon and you get a little consulting agency going, right? Or you become a coach on our team. That's another income stream that kind of bolts on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Does that help? That's how I process this. You never abandon the specialization principle. You just make sure it's very established before you start specializing with something else that neatly snaps on to that first specialization.
1: Yeah, I think it's so easy to follow all of the shiny objects all over the place. Absolutely, the new course comes out, and instead of focusing on what you're doing and trying to grow that, you're like, "Oh, but this is working. That could work for me, and maybe it's going to be better." Mm -hmm. And it's always pulling something else in, and that's where we've definitely struggled. Instead of just focusing on one thing, so OA has been my focus now since july when the course started and for example it, it's just me like obviously my parents are a part of the business but they did not take the course they're not doing the buying all of that is on my end mm-hmm. and my dad will be looking to start rich potters wholesale course right. and bring that back into our business now that now that we're kind of looking at things under a different light because yeah. at the time we thought our wholesale, it was, we had like unrealistic expectations of profit margin with our wholesale and ROI. And it just didn't feel like it was there because we wanted something super high. And realistically that wouldn't be the case, but I would, you you could still make good money and roll, roll that in uh, with a lower ROI. And just knowing all you have to do is, place another order with them and you don't have to worry about ordering 10 pieces. You can order 200, 300, whatever the case is. So that's, that's the next place that we're looking to expand our business to back into wholesale.
0: And that, that wholesale module, it's, of course, you're talking about the proven wholesale sourcing.com program. It's part of the proven Amazon course. Now it's module that's in there included. And, uh, you can still, you can call our coaching offices and you can go out and see their operation and hang out with them for a few days and get individual attention from them. But I look at that wholesale sourcing strategy that Rich built as just another replens sourcing strategy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? It's just expanding on your ability to find a profitable replens. So the advantage with the wholesale angle is you're finding underserved wholesalers, basically, versus just underserved listings. And so you can begin to build a relationship and really do some cool things. As you guys know from your past, once you've got that relationship with the wholesaler or distributor other doors of opportunity open let's put it that way and rich has certainly discovered that and built a very successful business and taught many others in our group how to do it so yeah that's another great next add on you know it's a slightly different skill set very complementary to what you've already built it snaps on nice and clean and you've just you know you've built a stronger more robust more diversified system but it's all based on this same specialization skill set of you know, finding profitable inventory and selling it online. That's kind of the arena that we're staying in.
2: Mm-hmm. Doing
0: it ourselves, helping others do it, teaching people to do it, improving our skill set and our diversification in that arena. Uh, huge opportunities there. Yeah, that's a great next step. I think your your dad will really enjoy going through that. You will need Smart Scout to do it. It's very much a Smart Scout, which is a tool. Uh, Scott Needham developed an incredible tool with Smart Scout. We gave us a great discount for our community at silentgym.com slash SS as in Smart Scout. But that's a tool that it, it allows you to manipulate the data on Amazon in such a way that you can find these underserved wholesalers pretty quickly with a pretty high success rate of getting them to say yes to working with you. That's kind of the summary. Uh, but yeah, let me know what he thinks of uh, of that course. I, I'm excited to see what, uh, what results you guys get from it. it. It's a great, actually, next step for where you guys are at. Yeah. Well, what else is on your mind? Anything else? I think we've had a good episode, Maria.
1: Yeah. I guess the one thing that I would say, uh, we didn't really touch about the VA at all.
0: Oh, sure. How's it going? Yeah. Sorry. I should have asked for an update.
1: It's been some growing pains just as a whole, but we have our second VA, our first one. We all tried to work together. The team has been great. Gary, Gay, Kyle, Mm-hmm. very responsive. And we all kind of stayed on the same page with what was going on.
0: Yeah. They helped help those, the team that helps manage the VA program for us, the proven replens VA that we talked about earlier. Right.
1: Yeah. It, it just kind of seemed no matter how much training my first VA kind of got back into, there mm-hmm. was a little disconnect mm-hmm. and we finally got to the point where we were like, okay, I think it's time to bring somebody else in. And since we made that decision, it's like night and
0: day. Oh, that's great. How long ago so, was that?
1: Uh, probably a month and a half now, like six weeks.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay, that's great. That's so enough time doing. for a good test and, and you're, getting, you're getting good results now. That's not uncommon. You know, Sometimes it just it, communication issues, personality issues, understanding what it, your unique needs. I mean, they're all trained on a, pretty much the same basic system, but sometimes it clicks and Sometimes we think they're ready to rock and they just quite aren't yet. And sometimes we reassign them to someone else, and it just goes beautifully. You know, Mm -hmm. just kind of what the expectations are and their abilities. But that's great. So your new VA, who you've had for six weeks through our system, are working out well. Yes. Beautiful. Very well. A lot. That's a happy ending.
1: the, The nice thing is having the VA. There are a lot of new sources that. I haven't heard of before, I haven't bought from Mm -hmm. that I've been able to test. And there's a difference between the two because I was getting a lot of those from my first one as well, but they were a lot of like sketchier sites, I would say, like I wasn't as comfortable, but when I look up some of the ones that I'm getting now, they are legitimate sites and I'm able to see that and then I'm able to test. And I have no problem purchasing from a place I haven't before because chances are a lot of people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And that could be the perfect replan.
0: That's right. That's great. Well, that that is a, a good happy note to end on. I love to, you know, you've kind of illustrated our commitment to serving around here as far as like, if it's not working, please let us know. We're here to fix whatever isn't working or we're going to, you know, Bring someone else in, get you the new coach. You take a few years off. We're still here. Yeah, I love that about this community and what's been built. And uh, very proud of our team. And I'm I'm proud of your story as well, Maria. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. You know, because I know there was a little hesitance there, and, and understandably so. But now that you've done it, this is something I think is going to serve a whole lot of people really well. as they. Listen to this, you know, in the next few days, weeks, or even months or years, who knows? It's going to just encourage folks to start their journey and to continue with uh, determination. So, yeah, great work today. Thank you.
1: It's it's exciting. We're on track to probably finish October at about one hundred and forty thousand.
0: Beautiful. So that's fantastic. What a great month. Yeah, and yeah. and we're just sitting on the front edge of Q four, November, December, right around the corner. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Well done.
1: Very, very excited. And it was just really nice coming back, kind of coming back in and embracing the community that's always been there and just able to kind of jump back in where we left off. And it just says a lot about your team as a whole and what you have been able to build. And for me, I was a little afraid to be like, oh, hey, like, can I get back into coaching? But that was one of the best things that we did and your team didn't hesitate and they were on it right away and it's it's been a nice a nice add on and push to get us out of where we were and to start mm-hmm. growing again
0: well I, you know i i'm doing a fair bit of uh, consulting and talking to others who are trying to run coaching organizations and launch them and you know t- just trying to give them that 20 year perspective i've been doing this 18 19 years at this point which makes us to my knowledge the longest running e-commerce coaching program in the world by about 10 years. <laughs> like, I don't know anyone else that's been doing it more than five or six years at this point. I'm sure they're out there, but I haven't met them yet. Uh, but one of the pieces of advice I always give them is you don't celebrate when someone gives you money and, and hires you as a coach. That is not the day to celebrate because basically you've just taken on a massive commitment. And the time to celebrate six months or a year, or in this case, seven years later, when they're saying, hey, that was a great investment. That was really smart. Here's what it's done for me and my family. And I said, that's the day you celebrate. So even though you paid us back in 2015, 16, I didn't celebrate that until today because now I've got the, the evidence, I've got the facts, I've got the data. Uh, it was You're calling it a great investment with many years past And that's the best kind of success story that I can possibly share. So thank you for that. Well... I think that's a good place to wrap up. Unless you got anything else, you keep dropping these little golden nuggets on us as we start to wrap up. Anything else on your mind? Or I think I, I didn't mean
1: landing. to. I just realized that yep. we hadn't talked about any numbers.
0: Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad yeah. you brought it up. I usually do myself, but yeah, you, there was so much packed in there today. And of course, the success with your uh, with your new virtual assistant. I'm glad you reminded me. You're keeping me on track. You're doing a better job of hosting than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, but. Yeah, I think this is a good time to wrap up. I actually do have another call popping up here in about 15 minutes. So I got to bounce off here and get ready for that. But let me talk to the listeners for just a second. Okay, Maria. And I just want to say thank you for hanging out with us today, Business Building Warrior. You've given us a very valuable gift today. That's some of your time and it doesn't go without notice that uh, that's a significant thing for you to do. We appreciate it very much on behalf of the entire podcast team and the coaches, the administrators, the moderators that make... This community is so special. Our free Facebook group, 70,000 members there. If you didn't realize it, we're getting around 95,000 to 100,000 downloads a month on iTunes of this show, which blows our mind. So if you're watching on iTunes, you should know that there's several episodes you probably will have missed that were audio only that you can go listen to at silentgym.com. You can hear all the episodes that way. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss any shows. That's the best way to stay up to date. But we're here to help you out. When you're ready to get started, we felt a lot of people launch and grow the businesses of their dreams, just like Maria today, who, once again, Maria, you did a great job. Thank you, my friend.
1: Thank you for having me. I it really was... appreciate it and hope that this continues to be a success. <laughs>
0: yeah, Oh, I'm sure it will be, as long as you keep pivoting. Yeah, yeah, a bright future for sure. And to all the business building warriors listening, God bless you. We'll have another great episode again for you very, very soon. We'll talk to you then. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Seller Board. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses, your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it. Profit, loss, this is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. Silentgym.com numbers. Talk to you next time.